Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's revisit uh, our top story uh, from 3 o'clock. We were speaking to Brian McGilvery. He coached the under-11 A1 hockey team uh, in Surrey. Uh, And during a game in February, um, Mr. McGilvery pulled his team uh, from the ice, uh, and his team had 15 players of South Asian heritage. And during the game, um, uh, the players said they were called monkey, the N-word, and banana by the opposing team team. Mr. McGilvery uh, said he talked to his uh, uh, fellow coaches uh, on his side and they agreed uh, that it's best to pull the players and uh, from the game. Uh, they left the ice and of course that led to a 30-day suspension for Mr. McGilvery and the disqualification of the team from the tournament. Uh, he was uh, ultimately suspended by um, by Surrey Minor Hockey Association uh, in March, and now he is disqualified uh, in for participating. Of course, parents and players are not happy. Uh, Mr. McGilvery did speak to me at 3 o'clock along with um, Justin Saison, who is also an assistant coach there, and he also has a son who plays on the team. Here's Mr. McGilvery commenting on what transpired. One of our players, our best player, came and, and said to me and the other coaches that, that he was being called banana. We had gone as a coaching group, there's literally like three feet, and just let the coaches know. The coaches said that that was their code word for our player because he was our, their best player. I stated to him along with the other coaches on our team that, you know, that's like not making them feel good. And unfortunately, kids are kids, and it escalated from banana to those other words that you said. There's kids on our team on the bench at this time that were crying. They didn't want to go back on the ice. As the head coach, I brought the other coaches in, and as a group, we made the decision that this was unsafe just for their for their mental well-being, at the very least. Now, Mr. McGilvery, as he said to me, has been coaching since 1989. That's been 34 years. Now, this may be an issue where a coach doesn't have uh, the power to pull his team. Uh, And this may be a process over common sense to a certain degree. Uh, But Mr. Saison and Mr. McGilvery talked a little bit about what they like to see for Surrey minor hockey. Take a listen. I think think who really let us down is BC Hockey. Um, You know, they had their investigation and still found... Brian worthy of a 30-day suspension, you know, with all the context, context that they received. Um, I, I think that they're, they have to have better policies in place. They need better education for the referees and for their staff on how to deal with these situations. I think that there has to be an understanding of just going back to just mutual respect for everybody and where everybody comes from and, and everything else. I think at the end of the day as well, what I would like to see is I would have liked to see Surrey Minor Hockey step up a little bit more and have the backing of us as coaches and us as a team. 
Now, this issue I'm hoping will be uh, dealt with in a speedy way. I know the members of Parliament uh, representing Surrey and even Richmond have spoken out about this, asking for greater information from the Surrey Minor Hockey Association and from BC Hockey. But it does highlight uh, some of the challenges before hockey. Some of them are much bigger and on a national level. We've also heard about uh, Canada Hockey, Hockey Canada, sorry, and some of the challenges that they're going through, speaking before uh, committee of members of Parliament not too long ago. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the challenges before hockey is Scott Rento. He's a Vancouver, well-known Vancouver broadcaster and podcaster. Scott, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, I'm not going to have you delve into the specifics of this case, and I I think things will come out over the next day or two, but let's talk a little bit about the broader issues of of hockey. Is hockey healthy presently? It's a very, very good question, and I think that probably depends who you talk to. I think it's healthier than it was a year ago, and the reason I say that is that there are a number of people who were called before Parliament, called before a number of different committees and asked to answer for some of the things that have happened under the Hockey Canada umbrella. And I'm not certainly pinning this on any one individual or or even a specific board member, anything like that. But I would suggest the fact that we are at a point where people are more open about some of the transgressions that have occurred in the past puts hockey in a better spot, at least knowing and being willing to have the conversation as difficult as the conversation may be, mm-hmm. to me, is a step forward as opposed to what has not only been throughout hockey, but through other sports over the course of, of certainly my lifetime and, and others before me, where it was a culture of shame in many cases. Mm-hmm. You raise a very good point, and, we, and I want to reiterate as well. I mean, we've had uh, athletes just uh, last week talking about a national inquiry, not just into hockey, but a lot of amateur sports and how uh, athletes have been treated, how uh, these sports have been managed. So it's not specific to hockey. But uh, in regards to the broader issue, where do you, when, in, on a minor hockey level for a moment, uh, I'm sure you talk to many parents as well, it is an expensive sport to play. Uh, in cities like Vancouver, I mean, just there's not enough land. It's expensive land, and we don't have as many hockey rinks as we need. Um, w- how well do you think hockey is being run, or how healthy do you think it is at that minor league level? Well, likely across the country, it's still in a pretty good spot, and a lot of that has to do with a national and, to a certain extent, cultural identity mm. of what we identify with as Canadians. And so there's always going to be that generational pull and that, well, you're Canadian, this is what you do, and that's part of the way you fit in. And it's something that we as Canadians in general have been very proud of, to be leaders in hockey over certainly the course of my lifetime and and going back much beyond that. However, the points you raise are extremely valid, and this is why it's very important for Hockey Canada as and, and the sport itself to find a way to be more inclusive, to be more welcoming, because people have more options than they've ever had before. There are certainly sports that are cheaper. We live in a city where the cost of living continues to rise, and many urban centers like ours across Canada face similar economic challenges, and parents are handcuffed to a certain degree simply by the cost. And then if you have concerns about what a child may experience in hockey, That's just another hurdle that parents are going to steer clear of. And it hasn't been widespread, but I think it's been fairly well documented over the last number of years that participation in hockey has either plateaued or declined in certain cases. So it's something that Hockey Canada, 
just from a business standpoint, let alone some of the other aspects we're talking about, has to take extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think that's going to come at the Hockey Canada level, or, or does that have to be at the Surrey Minor Hockey level, the Coquitlam Minor Hockey level, or at, at the local level here where those changes need to occur? Well, it's both, quite frankly, and that's because they all fall under Hockey Canada's umbrella, and that has been the direction that these associations have followed over the course of their years. But yes, there have to be other ways, and there does likely need to be government involvement as well. All of the issues you raise are are very big ones. Ice time is hard to come by. It's expensive. There are a lot of people in minor sports now that want to make money off minor sports, and it becomes a very, very hard hard road for parents to navigate and when if, if they see other sports and look we've we've seen basketball in this country ex- improve exponentially in the last two decades look at where our both of our national soccer programs are on the world stage as far as competition i know there's another organization that's under fire right now for other reasons but i'm just talking about where our athletes have come through we've had multiple mvps in professional baseball i can go on and on about like we said, the NFL draft and a record number of Canadians were drafted this year. So other sports are coming up. That has to come at the expense of something at some point, and likely hockey, because it has enjoyed such a substantial leap forever, is going to suffer a part of that, I would think. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a fascinating conversation, and I, I don't want to. I always remind myself whether it's a seventy-two hockey series, whether it's a twenty ten gold medal match here in Vancouver. I mean, it's given us so many memories. It is, as you say, part of our national fabric. It is a great sport, like any sport or any institution. It must continue to to remain relevant and contemporary and reflect the moment and the time and its people. And I think it's going to get there. But boy, sometimes uh, <laughs> as a sport, it does frustrate you. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, it certainly does. And that comes with some hard truths that need to be exposed. And I think we're going through that process right now. But I think for the bulk of us, and I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Jazz, but knowing you a little bit, I think I, I can at least put us in the same category as this. We want sport to be something that makes a positive impact on young people's lives and something they carry with them through the course of their, 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 their life. And unless we go through some of these uncomfortable conversations and hard truths, we're not going to be able to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jazz. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.